My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. An Elio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers. This is one of our mini episodes, which is a smaller episode of our bigger episodes, believe it or not. Believe it or not. Believe it or <laughs> not. That's how it works. And today we are going to be doing a mailbag. Before we get into it, make sure that you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash webcrawlers if you want access to our videos or extra episodes. And please rate and review us on iTunes if you want us to like you. <laughs> First, should we do emails or... Oh, international shout outs. Melissa, who do we have international? Yeah. We've got Dermot from Ireland, who's currently Whoa. working in the Sahara in Algeria. Oh, my God. And they wanted to shout out their girlfriend, Dana. Yes. So shout Dana. out to Dana. Yes. What's Dermot. up, Dana? Then we have Vin, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Vinayak, Vinayak from India. And they said, hello, ladies. This is just to let you know you have listeners from India. Love your show. P.S. I don't get most of your U.S. references. Welp. To be honest, I don't get most of them either. And then we have a show. It's not international, but Renee from Michigan left us a really nice Instagram message that I screenshotted and sent to you guys. So shout out Renee. Thank you, Renee. That was really kind. Hey, Renee. Which do you think we should do first, voicemails or emails? Let's do some emails. Oh, my God. I was thinking the same thing. That's so crazy. This one is called The Most Insane Phone Call by Eric. 
Hi, web crawlers. My name is Eric and I live in Sweden. I love the podcast. First and foremost, I have a cat named Nikolaj, Nikolai, and I love how you guys pronounce the name. Nikolaj? I wonder how we pronounce it. Nikolaj? <laughs> Anyways, the title of this email is not an exaggeration. I'll try to keep it short, but here we go. I work with logistics for a company that sells laboratory equipment and consumables. We have an office in the USA as well, and with that, customers in the USA. So it was not odd to me when I, a couple of weeks back, received a phone call with a number originated from the USA. On the other end of the line was a calm and collected man speaking. He told me he was meaning to talk to someone from Sweden about COVID-19, adding that he does not trust USA's media reporting on the numbers in Sweden in response to the pandemic. I told him a very short summary of the situation and was not really sure what this person was actually after. He went on to say that he worked as a volunteer for a COVID-19 response group. Or was it a science magazine? Or was it something else? It's difficult to retell what he said because he would wander back and forth in this calm voice, changing the story during the call. In the end, he asked if he could call again. And I said, sure, but I don't know if I can help you. To which he replied, I'm sure you can. You're a caring person. Huh? Mm -hmm. He gave me his name. (laughs) I thought I didn't catch it. I did. More on that later. I walked over to my colleague and just told her I had the weirdest phone call. I summarized it as some odd American just wanting to chat about COVID-19. Weird as it was, I was quite content having just a casual chat with an American. Yes, I know, not that insane yet. It wasn't until I went over to my computer and figured I might as well give the phone number a good old Google. Uh Holy shit. (gasps) The number is used by inmates calling from federal prison. What? This absolutely intrigued me, but I was still questioning it. Perhaps he wasn't an inmate. I mean, I didn't get the automatic voice saying it's a call from federal prison. It was weird. But then he called again today. (gasps) This time he jumped straight the point. He told me he is an inmate on death row and he is calling people in Sweden because the majority of Swedes are against capital punishment. So he wants to find someone that can help him, you know, maybe create a website or something to prove he is innocent. Because, of course, he is innocent, according to him anyway. Then he gave me his name, and he said it very clearly. Wait, this is crazy. This is My name is Marvin. Marvin Charles Gabrion. That's G-A-B-R-I-O-N. As he said it, I simultaneously Googled it, and my heart started pounding hard. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, he went on to talk about how he is innocent, how DNA has proved it, and how his attorneys are conspiring against him, etc., I kept him talking, playing a bit dumb, and also just generally being nice to him, you know. Oh, and by the way, this time I heard the automatic voice telling me I'm talking to an inmate more than once. The conversation didn't really go anywhere. I did ask him some questions and tried to keep everything as open as possible. Then we got the 15-minute warning and we had to end the conversation, but I told him I can't help him with the capital punishment thing, but he is free to call me anytime he wants. So we agreed he'd call me again tomorrow. That time I will, this time I will record the phone call. After the call, I went ahead and read about this Marvin Gabrione, and I kid you not, even being a true crime fan, his case is one of the most disturbing ones out oh there. My this guy God. is seriously a dangerous person. So yeah, that's my story, and it's continued since. I'll talk to him again tomorrow. Marvin Gabrion, crazy. I live the dullest life with three cats, and <laughs> Marvin Gabrion calls me. Me. Wait, so who is this guy? Who oh is he? Oh my God. 
I just Googled him. It says Marvin Charles Gabrion is an American murderer convicted of the 1997 kidnapping and murder of 19-year-old Rachel Timmerman of Cedar Springs, Michigan. Timmerman and her 18-month-old daughter, Shannon, disappeared two days before Gabrion was set to stand trial on rape charges filed by Rachel the previous summer. <gasps> Wait, so he... Oh, my God. Rachel's body was found in Oxford Lake, weighted down by cinder blocks. Shannon remains missing, but is presumed deceased. Gabrion is also the prime suspect in the disappearances and murders of several other people, including a witness who was set to testify against him in the trial for rape, his handyman, another potential witness and family friend, and an unknown man. The bodies of these people who are witnesses to his case are yet to be found, but various items belonging to them were recovered from his home. Wow. Well, that sounds like a fun pen pal. Oh, my. That's crazy. But how did he like, why did he call that number? I don't understand. He probably just dialed random numbers with the Sweden code with the Sweden country code and then just ended up there. And then why wouldn't it say from why wouldn't it say call from the, you know, wherever penitentiary? He said it did the second time, but it didn't the first time. So maybe it it did. the. He said there was like that 15 minute warning. How scary. What the hell? That's insane. That's banana. I mean, that's that is next level crazy. That is bonkers. Wow. Wow. Uh, this this one is from Cheyenne. She was on our live show. She was. And this is the Bethel cult. I mean, church, she says sarcastically. Um, (laughs) Hello. Thank you so much for letting me join the live show. I love the podcast so much. I was so happy to see your beautiful faces and voice too. I want to follow up about Bethel Church since I was so anxious. I only got out some bits and pieces. So it's disguised as Bethel Church and Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And it's a huge congregation of people like thousands. Yet the leader, Bill Johnson, Johnson preaches from his own writings, not the Bible. Oh. But it's so corrupt because city officials and elected positions, police board commissioner, and all members of Bethel are all members of Bethel. Oh. The funds being... Yeah, that's crazy. The funds being allocated to Bethel-owned businesses and homes take priority. Bethel even owns the convention center, so they only play really Christian hokey-approved performers or events. Whoa. A lot of people not in the church can't get homes or jobs because of this. Oh, no. I also mentioned that students come from all over the place to be there. I've talked to students from Italy, India, Australia, states all over the U.S. to pay tuition for a basically fictional degree that will only advance you in Bethel only. But I would try to gently pry about the church from a lot of members that attended the gym I worked at. I've been told they get drunk off the power of Jesus, along with their belief. That's crazy. Along with their belief, Jesus rains glitter and gives only Bethel members the power to heal. They're extremely homophobic. Uh, Like they're promoting conversion therapy in the church. Oh, no. That's crazy. The leader is the stereotypical version of a cult leader, mid-length gray curly bob haircut. (laughs) (laughs) 60s very very unfriendly for a person who is so christ-like bethel also has their own music like apple music top charts they do really well apparently oh my god his son the head rock star is quote-unquote basically famous 
uh, words of another member to me. I mentioned he drives an Aston Martin, but convinced the congregation this was a gift. His power of persuasion is scary to see in the people and students from an outside position. About two years ago, when the Northern California fires left thousands in surrounding Redding homeless, the church wouldn't even open their gates to welcome those affected. Ugh. it's crazy. It's so on point right now because of the rise of COVID cases in Reading, NorCal especially, is rising alarming dangerous rates because they continue to meet Ugh. with no masks. They held a public service at the Sundial Bridge, no masks. Over 5,000 people were in attendance, no masks. They can just pray that COVID goes away. Another big eye roll. I was fascinated with this righteous gemstone-like cult since I moved to Reading in 2012, and I could seriously go on all day. So much shady shit happens. Um, Thank you again for keeping me sane uh, during quarantine, Cheyenne. Dang, I'd never heard of this until she brought it up on the live show. That's crazy. Sounds like some money laundering is going on as well. Driving an Aston Martin. Oh my God, for sure. Yes, that is just bananas, man. Okay, here's an email from Kristen. It says, good news, Melissa. Reactor cooling water is not radioactive. (laughs) The cooling water is on a separate loop that pulls in cool water and moves it through the reactor in dedicated pipes. Only the heat is transferred to the water. This is completely separate from the closed loop inside the reactor where the radioactivity is. Power plants closely monitor, monitor the cooling water to make sure no radioactivity is escaping and they are designed so any leaks are contained within the reactor. All the plants in the U.S. are designed this way. There is some environmental concern about the temperature of the water. Does it heat the surrounding water and have an impact on marine life? But radiation isn't one of them. Love the show. Honk, honk, and boy, Kristen. Okay, <laughs> well, that's good news. I'm not going to have children with seven arms. That must be good to hear. Mom. Hopefully. Perfect. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, or at least not because of that. Okay, so this is titled Conspiracy by Lily Ketchum. Uh, to my best friends, did I lose my mind during lockdown listening to web crawlers every day or did you all save my mind? We might never know, but now I'm constantly finding conspiracy theories and thinking of links into mushrooms or Bigfoot, Bigfoot's dick everywhere I go. <laughs> I wanted to let y'all know that I stumbled upon conspiracies on Netflix. There are 12 episodes and each episode goes into a topic and then it has several different conspiracy theories related to that topic. And I'm pretty sure you all would find them fascinating from the assassination of Robert Kennedy, um, possibly being part of the MK Ultra experiment to Ghislaine Maxwell's dad, possibly being assassinated by the Mossad and tons more. Buckle up for some fascinating conspiracies. Boyoing Lily. So that's cool. We got to get in on that. Yeah, I haven't watched that Me yet. Either. We should we should get into that. Let's get into it. Yes. Um, here is this is from Emily. It says sexy guy at club turned murderer. Oh, no, thank you. It says what's up bimbos. This might get long, but I promise to keep it jam packed with excitement. Fantastic. This is Emily writing from Bellingham, Washington. It's a smallish town really close to the Canadian border that has a fucked up amount of connections to crazy crimes, including the Hillside Strangler. He was caught here. I know someone from Bellingham. Is it the Hillside Strangler? Um, Maybe. I, he loves necks. He was caught here after murdering two girls who went to the university I went to. I live really close to the house the victims lived in, and it is spooky. The DC sniper went to Bellingham High 
And remember Evil Genius on Netflix, the one about the scavenger hunt that led to the pizza delivery guy getting blown up by the collar bomb after trying to rob the bank? Yes, I do remember that one. One of the guys connected to the crime moved here. I found that out because I was looking at the sex offenders in my neighborhood, and there he was. Oh, my God. Also, back in the 80s, my dad lived in the Seattle area working for a trucking company, the same one Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, worked for. He remembers seeing him all the time, but didn't really know him. My dad's, my friend's dad was his work partner, though. They built trucks together all day long for years while he was murdering all those women. And last one, I promise. Back in college, my friends went out to celebrate New Year's in Bellingham at a club. One was a Spanish major, and the other only knows Loquiero Adentro when she's drunk, which translates to, I want it inside. LOL. Anyways, they're drunk flirting in Spanish with this guy who speaks Spanish. He was into it because he took his shirt off in the club to show them his tats, super hot. Uh, The Spanish major got his number and Snapchat and they virtually flirt for a few weeks. Flash forward a few months and a guy went apeshit and went on a crime spree that went like this. He punched a woman in the face at a teriyaki restaurant, crossed the street to the elementary school, knocked over a man cracking open his skull and then biked down to where he stabbed a precious old man in his 70s over 30 times, killing him. Flash forward another few weeks, and I'm with the Spanish major friend, and she says, I need to tell you something. The guy from the club was that murderer. Thank you for reading. Oh my God. Love to you all, and thank you for the entertainment. Emily. boy yo yo yoing Jeez, Emily. That's weird, insane. Man. That's crazy. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Should we move on to some of our own voicemails? Yes. 
I'm getting cramps. You know when you can. T- I'm going to get my period later today. I can just feel. Don't it. say you're going to make. Um, I know. I'm sorry. I, Jeb I, I, upset. I, I can't talk about that stuff. <laughs> okay. Here is a message. Hey, how's it going? This message is for the web crawlers. My name is Satan. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys a shout out because you shout me out all the time and I, I really appreciate it. You know, I get such a bad rap from all the people out there that are just like, oh, Satan is just this terrible guy. He's evil. Is it Satan? Yeah. hear anything he's saying well he's satan oh yeah i just wanted to give you guys a, a, a shout out and thank you so much because i think what i said I, I really am a pretty chill guy so yeah big shout out to the web crawlers from uh satan that's me um so keep telling me i will dominate you this one day okay bye. huh so satan's a pretty chill guy well, that was nice. Really, I, I'm glad Satan listens to our podcast. That's pretty yeah, that's huge awesome. for us. Thank you, Satan. Great. Okay, so here's another message. Um, hello. This is Sarah, the one who's getting a master's degree and can't stop talking about it. I'm just changing my name to that Sarah, the one who's getting a master's degree, just for the record. Okay, so I'm not peeing right now, just so you know. Don't listen to what's in the background. This is a message for web callers, but it's actually a message for your one caller who called in and he was the Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall guy. Whoever tear down that wall guy, this is for him. I want to know you. Um, also, please share your stories of seeing two UFOs. Also, if you want to get together and reenact tearing down the Berlin Wall together, I would love to do that with you. I don't know. Maybe are you are you on Patreon? Because like I just signed up for Patreon, so maybe you should. I don't know. Maybe we should get a Discord going. I would totally be a mod. Love you guys. Yeah. Love um, just Mr. Gorbachev or however fuck you say his name. What's his name? Gor- I don't know. But tear down that fucking wall. Also, by the way, this lane. Um, hello. Look at her father. Look at her sister's husband, who his dad is. <gasps> Um, please let's keep let's keep these connections going because I am picking up on this. Okay, like hello. Let's go back to the um, Jack Parsons episode, please. Satanism, yes. Soma, yes. Like I'm just like okay. Like Jislaine is fucking insane. Okay, love you. Bye. 
Sarah, <laughs> Sarah recorded a rap for us. Oh, she oh, did. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. great. It was incredible. Um, we should start a Discord. A few people have, said, have mentioned that we they would like a Discord. Do you know what that is? It's like this app thing where you can like talk to people, yeah. listeners of the podcast can all like chat with each other on it. Oh, oh that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll start a Discord. Okay, here's another message from Caitlin. Hi, web crawlers. This is Caitlin from Canada. My boyfriend Kyle and I are from Toronto, and we recently moved out west to a town in BC called Golden. Mm-hmm. So we drove two straight days to get here, and we listened to a whole lot of web crawlers, but um, apparently not enough because I still don't know what honk honk means, and that seems to come up pretty often. <laughs> anyway, I thought you would be interested in two recent unsolved Canadian murders. Yes. One of them happened sure. about a year ago. There were two teenage boys who randomly started killing people along a highway in British Columbia, and oh, it sparked a whole cross-country manhunt for them that involved the Canadian military. Oh, I heard about now, that. They were eventually found three provinces over in Manitoba, and they had committed suicide, and nobody knows why they did what they did still. And it's been just about a year to do today. So if you Google Canadian murder spree teens, you can find the whole timeline of what happened. Another thing that happened this year involves a mass murder by a guy who had a fake Canadian military uniform and a fake police car. So you can learn more about that by Googling Nova Scotia mass murder that happened a couple months ago. Oh, God. That's it for now for me. You guys are awesome. So thanks so much. Bye. Wow. Wow. That was two hot pieces of news. We got to do episodes on those. Jeez. I heard about those teens last year. That is crazy. Teens are so scary. Teens are scary. (laughs) Um, Here is another one. Interesting. So I've listened to so many commercials for like your Erios hotline (laughs) thing to leave a message and none of them mentioned, but I had to specify like which podcast I was going to be talking to. And then also (laughs) like that I had to say my name to connect over Google Voice. And that just makes me feel like, you know, like, am I doing this wrong? Like everyone else has left their voicemails and I I thought I heard them all unedited on air and none of them had this like awkward moment where they were like, uh... (laughs) My name is blah, 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 and I want to talk to, like, XYZ podcast, but in any case, don't hear my name. This is embarrassing. Not because you guys are embarrassing, but because I'm calling for dumb reasons, which, like, granted, we all do. But anyways, this is for web crawlers. Um, wow. So I'm calling you probably just because you are my um, unpaid therapist and my emotional support, which... That sounds really sad and makes me sound like an incel. I am not an incel. I'm an <laughs> incel, but anyway, um, so like during quarantine, mm. you guys kept me from, from, from going bananas. Um, so I'm hoping maybe you can do something similar now. So I don't want to have to get into like specifics, but I think that since you two are like, well, all three of you, sorry, Maria, all three of you are like, you know, cool, chill, like human type people who are somewhat adjusted. And I think maybe it would, it would be, a, okay, it would be a deviation from your normal, normal theme. And I understand if you, if you find that disrespectful and projected on, on its face. But in any case, if you are interested, I think it would be helpful to have like a, like a, like a short discussion of, of, of the female condition and the dumb choices that we make with the men that we invest our time into and our, feelings and how sometimes like I don't know about you guys but as a woman I look back on all the shitty 
bullshit fucking choices I've made with my love life. And I'm like, damn, do women deserve rights? So I pose that question to you. One, do women deserve rights? And I want you to analyze that within the context. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, ideally, your own your own relationship mishaps. Um, you know, not to be insensitive to those who can't get a date. But well, you know what I'm getting at. Um I was done and I sat and now my cat won't even cuddle me. He's usually very attuned to my emotional needs, but I got a kitten to make him happy and now he loves me less. I don't know how that works. But um <laughs> Yeah, sorry about this. I get it if you don't air it, but I love you guys and um I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on your podcast and listen to listen to fun conspiracy theories and shit instead of instead of bitching. Because um, I guess I just did all that bitching in your voicemail. This is, is this an uncomfortable interaction for you guys? It's kind of weird for me, but I felt good about it. I hope you guys do. Thanks so much. Um, that was it. <laughs> I, who, what was it? I want to be friends with whoever that is. Wow. That's like one of my favorite voicemails so far. Do women deserve rights? Let's get into it. <laughs> that was I amazing. That oh my God, that was good. We've all made insane choices women maybe they don't why should we be able to vote you know crazy I, listen you're, you're telling <laughs> so me sister true. after that challenge accepted thing i was like maybe we shouldn't drive I- um, <laughs> <laughs> okay let's do one more voicemail hi um i'm calling for the web crawlers so, um, oh, also, I'm sorry if I sound funky. I'm outside and it's fucking 115 degrees. So that's probably why. Um, God, where is she? I was just calling because, I mean, like, I've listened since near the beginning of the podcast and I've always kind of wanted to call in but never really had something to call in about, you know. Um, but I was listening to a, my recent sort of backlog of episodes. Um, and I was thinking about calling in because I wanted to say uh, to Allie, you know, it's completely valid at any point in your life to question sexuality because, like, um, there is a huge spectrum between gay and straight, and you don't have to be, like, one or the other. Um, and there's a difference, a notable difference between sexual attraction and romantic attraction, and you can be attracted in different ways, different genders, and, uh, you know, it's it's a whole big thing. Um, Thank you. And I wanted to leave that message because <laughs> I'm, like, an LGBT advocate and also a women and gender studies major. So, um so I know the thing in the most recent episode was a joke, um, but I think it's important to kind of think about who you're speaking to with jokes, you know? Um, because, I mean, you guys are on the Erios Network, and, like, Maria, you helped found the Erios Network. It wasn't a joke, though. It's all, like, um, for with by women for everyone, you know, was the tagline. So, obviously, that's something founded in feminism. But, like, if... There's people listening to the podcast who are low-key or, like, high-key or internalized misogynists at any level, which we call kind of are because we are raised in a patriarchal society, um, speaks differently to them. It's going to, in some way, validate those What is she talking about? She's not going to like that other message. (laughs) She's not going to like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Even if it's said as a joke. And, like, a big part of our studies is how... The gaining popular culture of like, uh, caring about things is cringe or like South Park humor or like, oh, it's just a joke, bro, you know? That is really detrimental to the sort of 
social idea of inclusivity and acceptance. What is she talking and, about? You know, taking seriously social issues like that. So, I mean, I know this is probably not something that you're going to play on the podcast because it's kind of a bummer. Um, but I do hope you guys listen to it and think about it. Because, I mean, like, hearing something that I take very seriously and try to incorporate what into is? my everyday life. And it ends. Is she talking what about when you were like, I don't know if I like women or men? What, is that what she's referring yeah. to? Yeah. How is that misogynist? That's not a joke. Yeah, that wasn't a joke. That was me legitimately saying, I don't know if I like women or men or both or what my sexuality is. That wasn't me being funny. That was me being legitimate. I, I'm pretty sure that the email, the, the voicemail we just got where we all said we don't know if women should even <laughs> be allowed to vote. And then Ali said, yeah, I don't even think pe- they should women be allowed should to drive, drive yeah. after the challenge accepted. Yeah. But it's all in good fun girl and i get it but it's all in good fun yeah this is a this we're we're all pro women none of us are misogynists we all love women we're all staunch feminists i voted for hillary yeah (laughs) but even even if you didn't vote for hillary well actually you should vote for hillary because the alternate was trump but like Part of being a feminist, it's okay to dislike certain women or certain things like feminism isn't blindly loving everything women do. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, if this is about me thinking you thinking that me going off about my sexuality was a joke or a bit, it wasn't a bit. I, I am as a 30, almost 35 year old woman confused about my sexuality but i mean i'm like straight leaning or i don't know i don't know what i am i can't articulate it because i don't know and it's confusing for me but that it wasn't a joke or a bit and however i articulate it is however i articulate it and i think when it comes to like girls making jokes even if that that was not a joke but like even like the women can't drive thing (laughs) you're not gonna want to listen to amanda lund's pod complete christmas podcast then (laughs) and i get i get get the thought of like even saying that stuff is detrimental because people out there who are misogynistic can take it not as a joke sure but i don't live my life like that not being able to make jokes like that because stuff irony is funny to me Mm -hmm. and yeah and i call i call myself a dumb bitch all the time like i don't think (laughs) i don't think that's the patriarchy or internalized misogyny i think that's just me being lighthearted and having a sense of humor like i think i'm a very i think i'm a smart driven capable woman and i also i contain multitudes i think i'm also the dumbest bitch alive sometimes i just didn't know (laughs) i just didn't know that other people went to the moon like i i I, everyone just needs to calm down a little bit i think sometimes but thank you for your you know and we we are going to play it on the podcast because web crawlers listeners come from all different places yes course and thank you and i hope you keep listening anyway i'm exhausted now yeah let's let's end on that i am burned out (laughs) (laughs) anyways anyways i and also i have my cramps which is you know god's punishment for eve eating the apple in the garden (laughs) yeah so (laughs) anyways um i i am ali siegel and i'm melissa studden i guess and I'm Maria, producer Blasucci. And also, we should shout it out that Friday we're going to do another live episode, right? Yes, every Friday yes. until until we, we hate it, doing it anymore. We will be doing live episodes. Yeah, five o'clock. 
YouTube slash YouTube.com slash web crawlers, um, five o'clock Pacific time. Tune in, call in. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And if there's anything you'd like to see added or changed, tweet at us and we can mix it up, you know? Yep. Well, I think we all feel pretty defeated now. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you email and call in. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>